Listening to Cozy Zone with Ben Weber, the coziest podcast on the planet. This is episode 55, Daniel Goldman at Colectivo Lakefront, recorded December 24th, 2016, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Daniel has been my friend since kindergarten. He is a Damon Runyon Foundation postdoctoral fellow at Johns Hopkins University, holding a PhD from the University of California at Berkeley. His current research involves ribosomes, protein translation, and the life cycle of messenger RNA. Daniel likes boating, cooking, lindy hop, and jazz music. He is family, and I am honored to share his cozy zone. Episode 55 is best enjoyed at your favorite coffee shop with a warm drink and a dear childhood friend. Cozy Zone friends, treat yourself to Daniel Goldman. So we're in Colectivo uh-huh. Coffee. Yeah. Um, honestly, it feels weird to say that because I, I think know. it should be called, it used to be called Altera. I know. Um, which I think was, I was a little bit disappointed when they changed their name, but I've gotten over it. I, I was the same way. So, um, but we're at the, the one by Lake Michigan yep. in near downtown Milwaukee. Yeah. And it actually used to be some sort of sewage processing plant. So it was the Milwaukee River Flushing Station. Oh yeah, that's right, okay. <clears throat> yeah. So it's kind of, it's interesting inside. It's, it's got this industrial feel, a lot yep. of like, you know, equipment that I don't know what, what it's doing or what its purpose is, but, yeah, but it's nice. It's, it's like a, it sort of feels like a power plant of some kind or yeah, like, that's right. there's like, there's transformers, there's the sign right next to us is the motor speed controller. Altera Collectivo is sort of the like go-to Milwaukee coffee shop. Like I still get uh, yeah. coffee like shipped to my house. Like it's the coffee that I like to drink. Yeah, that's I right. F- I feel like real cool like sitting here. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I came here earlier and did yeah. some work. Yeah. Um, did you like? Did you spend a lot of time at well Altera's Collectivas? Well, yeah. I mean, when we talked about where to do our cozy zone, yeah. It, it was a pretty, I mean, you suggested it, I think, because we both feel that it's a, you know, it's a pretty, it's a formative place for us, I think. It was yeah. kind of the place where we came out when we, like, we first could, you know, hang out alone. That's true. Like, when and we had we would, driver's it licenses. Was, it was fun to just, like, drive somewhere. And, yeah. like, we would often go to Altera. Yeah. So, I think, and, you know, so it feels very sentimental that way. And also... I think it's probably it's really good coffee. It's really good coffee. And they yeah. roast it here. That's right. And it's all very mm-hmm. responsibly sourced. I feel like actually, you know, Paul Wainwright would like sound the call for like, "Hey, you guys want to go to Altera?" Like Yeah, that's right. Paul, I mean, I Paul do, would like Yeah. would draw us here. Yeah, and it's just a really it was a really nice hangout spot. Yeah. It was it was fun in a lot of ways. And they've really expanded. Now they have a lot more locations they've done really well but yeah it's still whenever i come back to visit milwaukee like this is one of the first you know places i want to go so and so here we are we're back in milwaukee we're we're home for the holidays that's right as it were it's uh christmas eve day that's right Uh uh-huh uh what did you say in your email that i (laughs) I said if we recorded today, we would be two machers on uh-huh. Christmas Eve. Can you uh, <laughs> tell me about, tell me, what does that, what does that mean, being uh, a macher? I mean, a macher is, means like a big shot, oh. <laughs> I think. Basically, it comes from the Yiddish. Yes, yes. Um, I think I had heard that word kind of recently, so it came to mind. Oh, uh, good. And uh, I just thought it was kind of funny, the idea of, like, I mean, it's true. To the two of us as machers, as big shots. We are. We are on, indeed. Uh, on Christmas Eve. We are so. indeed that. Yeah. So remember that, uh, that performance piece we did for, uh, for the, the talent show? The silent, like, the silent yes. performance piece? Was it piece? called Blueberry Muffins? It was called, it was called Blue, like, Blue Man Stomp or something like yeah. that. Yes, I and, remember that. Yeah. And there were all of these blue elements. 
Uh, I might have spoken about it before, but like you yeah. were, you were my accomplice in that. I can't believe like that was a very strange thing I, we did. I, I mean, I'm was... yeah, like I think I just want to say so just just to sort of have a little bit of context. So like we met in senior kindergarten. That's right. We were in the same. Were you in Mrs. O'Grady's class? I was. Yeah. You too. Yeah. 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 So we were there. I don't know if we weren't were really you, friends. Do you know if you were in the red group or the green group? I want to. I want to say red. Okay. I think I was in the green, but yeah. we were in the same class. Same room. class, yeah. but like separated. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. By color, of course. Uh, yep. Were they? Was that like an early race? Like a like learning <laughs> about race experiment? I uh, no, I don't think okay. so. Honestly, was just I think a, they were just like logistically dividing sure. our class. Sure, I guess that it's yeah. a little early. In, yeah, it was a little in, too early in, when you're five. Yeah, um, but you know, hard to say what's yeah. too early now. But okay, so we were in Mrs. O'Grady's class. We weren't really friends. That's right. Um, you were in Ms. Uh, which who were you in first grade? I was in, I believe, Miss Trewicki's class. Ah. Is that a, was that a first grade that teacher? That sounds like I a first grade teacher. Th- yeah. Yes. Okay. So I had Blocker. Yeah. Rhymer for second uh, grade. We were both in Rhymer's class. Okay. Yeah. And just to also for for context, uh, we were supposed to have uh, Mrs. Epstein. That's right. Um, but she uh, ultimately uh, had to resign. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. From. Yeah. From I her post. About yeah, that, because yeah. she uh, fired a gun. At the tires of her like son-in-law who was speeding away, right? And I, I I don't remember the details, but I don't think she killed anyone. I think she did. She did. I think she oh, killed she him. <laughs> okay, never mind. I think she killed him. I see. Okay. Uh, and so therefore was no longer eligible to teach uh, second so, grade. So that's right. We had Miss Reimer. Uh huh. Yeah. And also, she's actually the person who changed my name from Daniel to Dan. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Uh, Just as a side note, I okay. I still call yeah. you Daniel, and I yeah, probably always right. will. Yeah. We can that. That's a big. That's yeah, a key we'll get topic. into that. That's we'll a key. Dan versus yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Okay, so third grade Melhoff. Melhoff. So we right. were in the same class, yeah. but we still maybe in third grade were we friends? You know, it's hard. I'm not sure. Like, it's hard for me to remember. Yeah. I know. I know that we were certainly friends by the time we got to middle school. Yes. Um, like we were friends in elementary school, but yeah. it's hard for me to remember the exact kind of moment when we became friends. Right, because I it it has to do. I think it probably has to do with like Hebrew school carpool. Yes, that's right. Right. It so, has to do with um, and that I presumably that forged our friendship because you were like yeah. a you were a goofy young yeah. man, and yes. I was a very like quiet, sensitive, uh, <laughs> rule following young man. Uh huh. And. Uh, you know, you're you're. That's goof- right. You were very rule following. I yeah, and still uh, to this day, that yeah. still am. Yeah. Um, uh, just to also call out, uh, there's uh, there's some young people who are interested in all the levers and gears. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, but they're very some of these. They're very cute. Yeah. They're, yeah, because there's sort of like you can try out the old levers of the river flushing station. But um, okay, so so. We we've known each other for what I guess that's twenty five years, twenty six yeah, years. Now? I would say about twenty five, twenty six years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's and like we've been friends for at least twenty. I would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Somehow I like coerced you into participating in this performance. Oh oh, we're t- right. We're talking about the blue the blue man stomp. Yeah yeah yeah. Like and I, why did you so so was that. Was that? Are you thinking of the one with you, me, and Paul? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. In high school. Yeah, in high school. Yeah, I think yeah. senior year, probably. Yes, junior or senior. Junior year. or senior yeah, year. That's right. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I I don't think it took much convincing. Yeah. Right? Like well, I, I, mean, I I just I the idea sounded cool to me. All right. So you were I, just down. Yeah. Yeah. I was just down. All right. Yeah. And previously, I made you and Joe Capper dress up like blue men group for a halloween that's right uh, halloween like dance. earlier in high school early in high school like right. our sophomore year yes we dressed I, up as the blue man yeah group. i demanded it <laughs> and like we, we painted <laughs> our our hair with like acrylic paint yes that's right and you and you, uh, i guess like i i think i forget the power of my own like vision and persuasion but this is like no well uh, i think i mean i think it, it, it has a very natural lure to it because i mean you you come up with these interesting ideas and you know it's it was fun for me honestly Good. like it was fun okay. for it was fun to you know to 
to realize your vision. That's very, like, okay. That's yeah. very sweet yeah. to hear. I'm glad about that. Because, I mean, sometimes it takes people to come up with, with fun ideas to like, and then like, you know, yeah. you want to go along with it. Yeah, and, that's fair enough. And it was very natural to oh, go good. along with you. Yeah. Okay. So, so curtain up on, okay. on three, three gentlemen, three yeah. machers <laughs> in white t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they, they had some sort of message on it, right? And the, and the audience would like read, read the message, read the thing that was written yeah. on the T-shirts. That's right. I think I ran out of T-shirts, right? So we would take off layers of T-shirts. Oh, and then you took off your last T-shirt. I, t- I, had, like, I ran out of T-shirts, which was like okay. a f- pretty funny bit, yeah. actually. Yeah. And so then I like drew a smiley face, I think, on my bare chest. Um, and then... There was there was some sort of percussive element. There, there was, was there was percussion. Per, there was percussion, and then there was yeah. just like like straight like we played some blues, like we played like regular blues. That's right. Did That's I, right. I I had completely forgotten about that, but I remember I played the piano. You played the piano. Paul probably played the bass or something. Yeah, and, and you, I played the harmonica. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and there was, yeah, there was like a percussive, there was like a brief percussive I actually think it moment. opened with a percussive Ah, I think Is that right? Yes. That, yeah. that makes, and so we had, we had the, the infamous, yeah. uh, uh, rain barrels. That's right. Um, yeah. that we, we gathered, uh, that's, uh, that's an important, that's, that's, that's an, an important, important story. Yeah. yeah. So we had, or they weren't rain barrels. They were, uh, commodes. They, they were, they were water, they were water contain storage containers right. to be used as a commode when the water was gone. Right. Like, or I think you fill it a little, I think you need a little water for it to be used as commode. Yeah. You don't right. want to like, you don't want to, you don't want to like cold poop in it dry. Is that right? Like yes. sort of cold, you know, in case of a nuclear. That's right. And and our school had a stash of them. Yeah, maybe right? so like hundreds. Hundreds in this closet off of like the wood tech yeah. room. Yeah. And uh, they just had like hundreds of them. Yeah. Probably left over from a few decades before. Probably we like there. the 50s or 60s. Yeah. Yeah. And they were these just metal drums yeah. that you would fill with water, yeah. put in your basement, and in case of a like an attack, you would then you would you, fill it with water yeah and like yeah and if there was i guess i don't know if it, yeah, who knows man who knows but actually to this day i still have one that's my nightstand in my in my room in oh, my parents house that's excellent like my old room yeah my my i like had a few that I, and i moved them like i i drove one from chicago to new york so i had one in new york for a while oh really uh, but then i ultimately abandoned it and oh. uh my mother uh, ultimately, like I had maybe about ten or maybe not ten. I had quite a few in, in your parents' house. In my parents' house, and she uh-huh. got rid of them all I see. in a in a, a vengeful move <laughs> in my in my angsty teenage years, uh-huh. um, which is uh, sad. But it's yeah. okay, you know. Yeah. I'm glad you still have one. Yeah, I still have one. One at least. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So we were drumming on that commode. That's right. And some yeah, there was a strange percussive opening, and then we like. We did the T-shirt bit, then we played some blues, and then and then the, and the, then the finale. The, this was came. a strange turn. This was very strange, and I, I don't say. know why. Anyway, the, I don't know. But so and you know, it was it was it was a lot. Of, this whole thing was a lot of fun. Yeah, like it was really fun. I remember. I think yeah. I, I remember it as just like sort of bringing together like a few things that we wanted to do. Yeah, like for example, we wanted to have messages on our T-shirts right. and. And then we wanted to like do some percussion and yeah. some music, yeah. And then do something crazy, indeed. Right? Which is, and it spoke to very much my like sort of at that time my like big, like artistic crushes, Blue Man Group, Stomp. That's right. And we actually saw them. Oh yeah. For one of your birthday parties. That's right. We went, we to, Chicago, went to Chicago. Probably in, <coughs> I would say, early high school. Yeah. And we yeah, oh, that was great. Too. That was great. That, it's a yeah. It's yeah. a very like a very moving, life changing yeah. show. Ah, yeah. I think the dream is to like talk to those guys. That would be someday. Fantastic. I would love yeah. to cozy zone with with the am- Blue Man founders. That would be amazing. It would be yeah. amazing. Uh, so, uh, Blue Man founders, get ready. <laughs> I'm coming for you. So, okay. So we uh, had did we go to Sam's Club or we went to some bulk food store and we also went to like a science surplus store uh, oh like that's a, right yeah and so we, we there's bo- like a there was like a 
science surplus store on like the south side yeah. that we went to. Yeah. yeah. And we bought these these hazmat suits. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we donned these hazmat suits and we, we bought all of the ingredients for quote blueberry muffins. Yes. And we did we that was the bit that we like took someone out of the audience. It was it was Simon one night and Andy Moe the other night. Because Simon okay. was... I, see, I remembered Simon. I thought it was Simon both nights. But no. I think he... Did he refuse? He refused the second night I because... he was actually... He was pretty... He was on board. But yeah. then what happened, if I remember right, was that we poured all of these ingredients on him as, as the finale. Right. right? So we poured we like... Flour. Like flour, milk. water, milk, I think eggs, eggs as yep. well. Like to sort of maybe like, them like, on him. like two dozen eggs. And he was, in, I think and, it was... And water balloons, blue water balloons for the blueberries. Yes, and I think he was in a baby pool, like sitting in a uh, baby yes, pool. Yes, that's correct. That's and correct. then I think what happened is that he had so much, like he had basically all this stuff stuck in his hair. That's and right. he had really long hair Long, at the time. curly hair. And it was just like horrendous. Yes. The... the you know, the stuff, like, he basically had dough all over his long hair. Right. And he refused to do it again. Yes, that's correct. Uh, and so then... Rightfully, I would say Absolutely. And so. so then, bless you, Andy Moe, uh, for stepping up and subjecting yourself to that very humiliating yes. act. Uh, that's I, right. I don't know if I've ever, like, let this be a moment to, like, say thank you. Yeah, uh, Andy, for doing that, and I'm sorry if you, I don't know, didn't necessarily get the recognition or or the gratitude that you you des- very much deserved at the time. Thank you, Andy Mo. Yes, I, I don't know where you are these days. Maybe I have I'll no idea. I'll find you on yeah. Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah. I hope you're doing good. Happy holidays, Andy. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure he's out there <laughs> in cozy zone land. Um. So yeah, so that was and that was the big thing, and then yeah. I think then afterwards we would drive the the poor person who we dumped all of this garbage on to somewhere to like get hosed off. That's right. Yeah. I think I think yeah. I hope we did that. I yeah. I know I we mean, did I that for Simon. That, yeah. And Andy, uh, I don't know if we ho- literally hosed him down or I, brought. I know, think we fun, brought. Strangely, I don't remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but it, it was a, it was definitely a fun experience and that's and like it w- yeah it was yeah it was a great it was a great time and that, i think that was one of the you know the good the really nice things about being friends with you oh. is that you know or, or you were asking me before how how you possibly convinced me to do that right. and i think it wasn't hard to convince me because i was sort of i actually had was doing mostly different things i had i i mean i I was sort of a quiet, more like science and music guy. And like, it was great. To, like the, the idea of doing something different that sounded kind of crazy to me, you know, was very appealing. So I, I love that. Yeah. And I also, uh, you were, you were a swimmer. In, I was a uh, swimmer also. in high school. And I, I, I remember coveting your swimmer's body. You had like a, you had a very like, <laughs> uh, thank you. a very nice, uh, Nice swimmer's body. Yeah. We d- we never yeah we didn't get your shirt off, so I took my shirt off, and I I'm That's a much right. you know like I'm I was fine, but I was very like scrawny and you know, but you were a jacked <laughs> you were a jacked god, uh-huh. Uh-huh. which uh, I just for the record. That's good. That's great to y- know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you part of the uh, the Fourth of July uh, uh, a giant tarp? Uh, yes, yes. Can you Actually, can you can you yes, please talk about that, that please? Yeah, so I think that started at least with Simon and I. Okay. And um, our idea. So basically, in our in our town, Whitefish Bay, there's this there's a pretty big, I would say, Fourth of July celebration, right? And every year, it kind of it culminates with fireworks in the park. A, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful fireworks like over the la- over Lake Michigan. Everyone sits on this little hill, um, and you know, it's it, it's yeah, really, really. I've nice. never seen better fireworks. Than, They're really, really than good. what you see. Yeah. And I think maybe just uh, just to sort of throw in this kind of subtext of like we grew, like we were very lucky, like we were it was sheltered bubble, like we, we like it's a very like affluent 
community in yes. which we grew up. Yeah, and like, right. I think that really, that really helps, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, really nice fireworks. What happened is, you know, th this area where you can watch the fireworks is, is a little bit, <laughs> it's limited, you know, relative to the size of, of the town. Right. Yeah. So basically everyone wanted to put down blankets in, in order to be, <laughs> to have a good spot. Um, for the fireworks, which started around nine. So what happened is it became increasingly competitive to get a, a fireworks spot. And people would show up, you know, earlier and earlier every year. Like it would be, they would show up two hours before, and then it was like five hours before. And then some people wanted the same spot every year. So they would, you know, stake their claim earlier and earlier. And I think eventually it got to be that like some people would put it up, go there in first thing in the morning and put it up for like the fireworks which would be 12, you know, to 15 hours later. And so as a, as a sort of pro as a youthful protest or act of rebellion, basically Simon and I decided that we would get, uh, like the biggest tarp we could find and stake our claim for, ju for just like a few of us basically to this, this huge swath of land. <laughs> And so we did. We did exactly that. We went to Home Depot and we got a tarp, which I think was meant for covering a large building <laughs> during some sort of painting or construction, like a sort of a, you know, shielding a large building. Yeah. But like and if you need to like paint an airplane hangar. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so we went there, I would say three or four nights, like, a, you know, three or four days before the event. And we staked out the the area like at night, and uh, th and then that was our act of rebellion. Did you get? Were there were there police involved? Yes. And then what happened is we <laughs> we went there, you know, with brimming with pride, the, <laughs> the next day or to check on it. Yeah. Like we wanted to check on yeah, our course. land yeah. that we had staked of out. Of course. Yeah. And um, what happened is everything was gone, and there was a note that said that we. Or somehow there was yeah, a note or a little sign they left saying, you know, you, whoever you are, you can come pick up your materials at the police station. <laughs> and so we went and we were very disappointed. Oh. Um, but basically, and then what happened is the next year, uh, there was a new sign which was there. And it said the, the official rule is that you cannot put it up. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's maybe like, a few hours before, or maybe before seven a nine a.m. on I the think, day. Of. I think it might be like after the parade or something. Yeah. Like it's something to do with the so, parade. So we yeah. actually that we were, that our act was the impetus for this new law. And so basically, your your sort of act of like social rebellion, or just trying to like you know bring bring light uh, onto uh, you know this these people people who are yeah. like oh I want to like have my sweet spot for the fireworks ultimately resulted in like more draconian legislation <laughs> that's right and made the community and uh more more resentful more resentful <laughs> yeah more resentful and and limiting my very favorite things about what i do is interact with like the people that i work with okay because like i i have you know i'm lucky to work with very smart sort of interesting um people and actually you asked what what it is that I do, and yeah. I think a lar actually a large part of my day, probably surprising to a lot of people, would be just talking to other people. So oh. sort of like talking to other people about ideas, mm. um, having meetings about other people's work, mm -hmm. and so that's really gratifying when you have great people to 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 communicate with. I do actually do experiments, you know, at the bench, like you might imagine, like okay. at a lab bench. Okay. Um, but I also do a lot of computer work. So okay. like I do a lot of s programming. Um, I, I need to spend a lot of time just designing experiments and thinking about experiments and writing, sort of writing proposals or writing up results. And then also just like talking to people. What is the nature of your experiments? And like, what are you, what are you looking for? What are you asking? I would say for the past, I guess, about seven years, I've been interested in ribosomes, okay. as you know. I do know, yeah. <laughs> ribosomes and translation. You know, if you look at a protein, at the structure of a protein, you can see all sorts of, like, loops and, you know, helices and sheets, and they kind of stack onto each other, and they make these really interesting shapes. Mm -hmm. I mean, just geometrically. Okay. And 
but it's but it's important for the the structure or the function of the protein and i guess what was new in the work that um that we did in my phd during my phd uh is that we were able to look at you know to study protein folding under conditions where the proteins also being synthesized so in other words instead of taking a protein that's had already been made that's its full length and you just ask what happens to that then we were able to look at a protein that was only partially made what happens as you make as you continue to make it which is closer to the condition that it's that it's actually you know, of its genesis. Got it. So, so I was using optical tweezers. Basically, it's an instrument um, of lasers. So, so you have these lasers, um, which can actually trap because of their optical properties, can actually trap small small objects. So you can, in other words, you can move this laser around inside of like a very small chamber that has some solution in it, and. Um, because of the way light refracts, when you actually um, put, you know, um, move the laser near some very small object that has the right refractive index, it will actually be drawn into that, into that laser beam, into the focus of that laser beam. And then when you move the laser around, the, the object will be dragged along with it. Oh. And so this is a way basically um, to manipulate small objects. And what we would do is we would we would actually um, use these traps to, to basically apply force to proteins that are coming out of ribosomes. I know this sounds really crazy. No, like, I mean, I'm a little bit, yeah, uh, but it's amazing. And um, to apply force, and, and you can actually sort of force them to unfold for the, to lose their structure and become just a chain. So I'm imagining, like, taking a slinky and, like, stretching it out like real far, so it's sort of like a wire. Yeah, and then letting it go, and then it's it's sort of swirly, swing, slinky. Exactly. Self. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good analogy. Uh -huh. Yeah. What What are you looking at now? Messenger RNA, which has the which is the molecule that has the code yep. right for ribosomes, yep. is um, sort of heavily processed in the beginning of its life. So it's, in other words, it has these. Um, actually, when RN messenger RNA is first made, it has these long sequences which which are not coding non-coding okay so they don't code for a protein and they're just in the middle somewhere of the rna and they actually need to be removed oh so there's a there's a machinery in the nucleus that actually does that so the the it it actually removes these in they're called introns because proteins do most of the work in the cell right, right. they do catalyze reactions move things around you can you can imagine that it's actually very important to make the you know the right proteins at the right time in the right amounts um, and in the right places in the cell. So like and and at, like the, with like consistency and integrity. Right, and with con with changing conditions. So like you know for example even when you exercise you know things change. Sure. The needs of your body changes. Right. Um, a lot of that reaction to what proteins are needed at what time yeah. is 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 uh, a translational regul it's a regulation of right. translation so you and proteins are, are used for like st cell structure also is that's that, right yeah. for structure for movement yeah um, so really for most of the things that's right and so so <coughs> my feeling is that if we can understand um, some of these aspects of translation of how it's regulated uh, which we don't understand now um, then that may be very, you know, uh, important for understanding like what happens when you have like certain diseases. Yeah. Features of the mRNA that aside from the sequence itself and how they affect translation. That's really what my research is now. Whose ribosomes do you use? So I started out with bacteria. Yep. Um, now I've sort of switched over to human ribosomes. Oh. They basically come from cells that are cultured, you know, in a dish. Uh, that have been, they're, they're sort of cancerous cells, so they, they will just keep dividing and growing for infinity. You know, they've been isolated from, originally isolated from patients, some of them decades ago. Okay. Uh, and I think the most famous example uh, is Henrietta Lacks. Do you know about Henrietta no, Lacks? I do not. She was a um, 
a black woman in Baltimore. She was dying of cancer. And at Johns Hopkins, they isolated some of her, her tumor cells. And then these cells, it turns out, grew, grew very well in a dish. And so what happened is that people started using, they were a great model for research. What happened is researchers, first at Johns Hopkins, used her cells and then sent them to collaborators. Then they eventually just became distributed all over the world. And they're now called HeLa cells after Henry, the first two letters of her first and last name. Wow. They're used all over the world. They're probably the most popular model for human cells. And, um, you know, at the, t at the time, the regulations about consent were much more lax. Yeah. But it turns out our that intimately that's, that's finding our peace for Because basically her used her cells without consent. Right. And then, and, I'm sh and, it, and it certainly he interviews friends. So... The, the long it's awkward question then is that I All of my grandparents from Brooklyn. Like, yeah. you know, born in the Occasionally, US, it's a lovely thing to be nosy in somebody's cozy zone. So you don't know where. Snuggle up sweet. Somewhere in Hungary, I think. A beautiful thing. It's cozy zone. Yeah, one of my grand grandfathers grew up in a pretty religious atmosphere. Like, pretty orthodox. Yeah. Um, He's not at all like that now. Yeah. I mean, he's completely uh, secular, I yeah. would say. Um, so, yeah, but they but they have their origins in this, you know, Eastern European... Brooklyn shtetl. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah. So, and so then we grew up in, like, you know, this sort of affluent Midwestern Reformed Jewish milieu... It's very weird. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I find, I must say, like, sort of at its heart, like, my, when I think about my Jewish upbringing, it makes me very uncomfortable. Oh, interesting. And, like, Why, I, like, can you explain? Sure. Like, yeah. I, I think it's like, I've never, I was like, never I, Jewish enough. Like, I didn't uh -huh. do the right things. Like, there, like, it was all sort of like, it's a lot about like posturing. Like, did you mm -hmm. go to temple? How many times did you go to temple? Do you do this stuff? Like, there was never, like, I never was able to sort of like feel grounded in like a spiritual religious practice. It was like either going through the motions because I was supposed to, mm -hmm. but it was never like personal. Like, there wasn't. Yeah. And like, and like also thinking about like the Zionist propaganda that right. our like right. middle school or our, our Hebrew school was right. all about. Yeah. What do you like when you when you think about Hebrew school? Like, what do you what do you want to <laughs> say? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, most of what I remember is being badly behaved. Uh huh. That's like really what I remember. It's um, like, but what does that even mean? Like, what we would run around, we'd like talk. Yeah, I mean, get sent to Kathy's office. Oh yeah, I Did was you, rarely sent. I was yeah, never. Well, you were you I, were a little bit more rule abiding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that time, yeah. Than, oh, yeah. than I would say. I was or Simon was, sure. for example. Yeah. What did you do um, to get sent to Kathy's office? I actually, I actually don't remember the the final straw. You know, like I don't. Sure. Th but we had a a teacher. I think it was probably second grade, uh -huh. third grade, and um, you know, I was just. I, Trudy? Like, I don't even know. No, it wasn't. No, this was Lisa? before Trudy. No, this was before. Was it uh, the woman in the hat? It might have been. Uh, I don't remember her uh, name. What was her name? Yeah, I don't. I, I really. But. The woman in the knit hat. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, something probably like. Zarni? Actually, yeah. Ms. Zarni? I think it was Mrs. Zarni. Uh -huh. That's right. And. Um, I just remember, you know, I had all this energy and like I, uh, we, we would have Hebrew school like four to 6 PM after right. like two nights a week after school. Yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays. And like, I was actually pretty well behaved in school, sure. but like, I just like, I couldn't do it anymore yeah. in Hebrew school. And, and so I was just like kind of uncontrollable, you know, like yeah. I would just run around probably when I wasn't supposed to and like speak, like, you know, speak loudly over the teacher and yeah, eventually I got sent to Kathy's office. So, um, and like, but just sort of remembering the like absurdity of like what we were asked to learn. Like, you know, uh, 
we did have like a pretty good education mm -hmm. in our in our like regular school. Yeah. And then we were we had to read uh, Alex building a life. You remember? Yes. You remember yes, that? I remember. Okay, that was like, and it was about like it was letters. You, and by that you mean we we had to not read. In right. my I, case, I, not read. I did it. not. So read. So I actually don't know what that book I, is. I, I don't either. Uh, but like it was an epistolary novel. Uh -huh. So it was a series of letters. Uh, from like a slain Israeli soldier. Mm -hmm. So like he was like maybe 18 and he, it was like, oh, like everything's so great. Like, oh, like training was hard. And then like he dies at the end. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. and then we had to, re did you read Sex, Drugs and Integrity? Wasn't that the name of a class that we took? It was, I a, it maybe was it was a class and it was the textbook. We, okay. So it was I this mean, gray I textbook. I, I didn't read it. I certainly remember the class. It was, and I remember mostly, again, what I remember about the class is like looking at you and Simon across the classroom and trying really hard not to laugh. Yeah. But, but failing at that. And it and was, yeah. I don't know if you, I remember actually specific instances of like not being able to contain my laughter <laughs> yeah. when looking at you yeah. and Simon yeah. and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, I think, you know, Hebrew school is, I think, for a lot of like what you describe as far as feel, you know not feeling grounded and going through the motions i think that's that's what hebrew school is honestly for a lot of people yeah, like I'm that's sure. a, that's just you know it's something that that your parents make you do um very understandable from their point of view i think like i mean that that that's just something that yeah. that's something that jewish parents do is they send their kids to hebrew school when they move to a new place they they feel that's something to do to, and and you know honestly good things came out of it. Like, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why we're, we're friends. Absolutely. Um, but it's, I think for generation, I think this is a, you know, probably a theme that's been going on for generations, if yeah. not centuries, you know, parents force their kids to go to Hebrew school, kids resent it. And then when those kids grow up, they send their kids to Hebrew school. Yeah. Are you going to send your kids to Hebrew school? I, I haven't crossed that bridge. Fair I, enough. I haven't thought about you it. You haven't thought about it. Yeah. Quick, uh, like, <laughs> gut gut reaction. I mean, I want to say no. Okay. But I don't know if that's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to see what your spouse says. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Um, so It's sort of like a right, like you make kids do something they don't want. What, yeah. what my dad would say is... is that's good because you make kids do something that they don't want to do. You know? Yeah. So I mean, I you know, know, listen, like... It, like you just do it because you're supposed to. Yeah. There is something, like, religion sort of renders you kind of vulnerable, right? Like, like the, the whole idea of, like, having awe, having faith, believing yeah. in something bigger than yourself, like, that's a big ask, right? And yes. it's like it requires and, a and lot what, of yourself. And what I would say, I mean, for me, is that, you know, while I say I don't believe in the dogma... I, I, like, I do consider myself culturally very Jewish. Sure. I mean, that's a big part of my identity. Yeah. And um, Same, I would say. You know, it, it's not, it's kind of independent from the quote-unquote religious aspect. It's sort of like the family aspect, you know, food, holidays, whatever, being with my family. Those are the memories I have growing yeah. up with my grandparents. Yeah. Um, so it it's meaningful to me. It I mean, is meaningful. in a cultural way, it's meaningful for me. I think it's important um, to me, uh, and you know, I think that's. And and who's to say? I'm actually, who's to say whether you know how much Hebrew school contributed to that? But yeah. even though we kind of, I totally agree with your, you know, assessment that it's like it was a pretty big stretch um, yeah. for us as children to do that i also there's also some like literary value in it also like i i'm pretty like well versed in like old testament stories because of that because i think of our so yeah. yeah and like it also made me a lot more open and receptive like thinking yeah. about undergraduate like mm -hmm. saying like oh wow like here's like a this is a bible story that like has resonance in this like canonical this, text or yeah. you know something like or that. Or you come you come across something in a novel right. that's like this is a biblical reference. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh, I I, I remember yeah. this. Like, yeah. I'm thinking about like. So uh, in that sense, it's part of our like collective society. Yeah, far, yeah. You know? I mean, these stories are yeah. are are the canon. Like the and uh, and also like both Jews and Christians. You know, like it is part of 
Yeah. It's part of it. And like well, all of the like big monotheistic religions, right? That's it's right. like, you yeah. know, so it, it actually like I had like I was thinking about like uh, Hagar. Do you remember Hagar? That that's like so Abraham married Sarah, but he also uh, impregnated uh, Hagar. Like Oh, okay. And and uh, Ishmael, I think uh-huh. his son uh-huh. is like the maybe the like the lineage of of uh, Muslims, of like see. Arabic okay. Arab Muslims. I, I had forgotten that, but yeah. yeah. But like I don't know that like I, I I'm into that. Like it's that was, nice. It's, yeah, it's, it's nice cool. to know it's, that. Yeah. yeah, and like angels are cool, and like you know all the like the also the Old Testament is like very dark and like violent, and yes. you know it's interesting. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, the the like the sort of the propaganda aspect of it was like really awful. Like I feel like yeah. we had teachers who told us like, oh, like yes, Jews did own slaves during yeah. the Civil War, but they treated their slaves better. Right, and right. There's like, certainly an element of propaganda. And it's just there. like, guys, like, come yeah. on, like, yeah. give me a fucking break. That's right. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Oof. I also remember another memory I have is, do you remember the creek? out oh, back of course so there we was a little crick yeah of course <laughs> behind the crick the, i love the crick the yeah yeah we would i remember like there's a willow tree yes and one of the games was to like swing across <laughs> the the creek <laughs> and try to get to the other side uh-huh. like the, the creek representing some sort of border that's right try to cross the border that's right <laughs> and i remember one time i actually like didn't make it across and i do you remember that i, I fell I in it. and i was wet like, you you were more than wet like you had like you had a, <laughs> like a, a a layer of like mi- like sludge and algae like <laughs> all right. over the side of your that's body right. yeah yeah and i like we had to like put down towels in our car <laughs> like it was like <laughs> it's really like yeah it was uh, really. Uh, that was. It was really disgusting. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, Temple Sinai. Yeah. Oh God. Um, I am interested in like, you know, reconnecting with some sort of like Jewish cultural mm-hmm. community in New York. Uh, sure. I, yeah. I haven't really done it. Yeah. I mean, I think that I haven't really either. I yeah. Mean, I think the trick would be to find something that sort of you know is in line with your feelings yeah about yeah yeah and there are several i just haven't like made the leap mm-hmm. you know speaking of uh border crossings we would often do something that that i think you termed the die bridge crossing i actually think you termed i it. termed yeah, it that? I, I re- that's how i remember uh, maybe it. yeah so i remember <coughs> the origin of okay. it it was actually before i was living in new york okay and um I, we had recently graduated college. I think it was around this time of year. Like, it was the year we graduated college. Okay. And you were living in New York. I was actually in Milwaukee. Okay. You were at the, the medical college? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I came and visited you mm-hmm. for New Year's, I oh. think. Oh, and, my God. Uh, yes. we went... What happened is we went to visit one of your friends, Tim. Yes. And he was living in Park Slope mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And we sort of had a few drinks, and we left, and I think it was, I guess it was like 11 or 12. Yeah. And we didn't really have any plans, and somehow, I don't remember, somehow how it, I don't remember how it happened, but we decided to walk home, that that basically we'd walk to your place. Yeah. But the thing was that the the area, like if you go directly from Park Slope to Williamsburg, which is where you were living. Yeah. Yeah. It was not. It was a little bit dicey. Yeah, yeah. It's or just maybe sort of just like, it's not just, desirable it's just not to nice. walk It's there. like industrial and so, yeah. So what we decided to do is to cross over the Brooklyn Bridge, That's I believe. Right. That's right. Then walk up the kind of the east shore of Manhattan yeah. to the Manhattan Bridge. Walk over the Manhattan. Is that right? The Manhattan Bridge. Would we did three bridges? If we're no, 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 two bridges. Well, so then we would go to, if we're going to Williamsburg, we would oh, do the, the Williamsburg, Williamsburg bridge. bridge. Right. So we walked up to the Williamsburg Bridge, <coughs> walked over there, and then into Williamsburg. That's and I right. think this whole thing was like, it took many hours. Yes. Like a number, like, and we basically it was an overnight thing. We had just graduated from college, and I think we and a lot of other people were in this, uh, you know, this situation of like, fig, quote, figuring things out. Um, which is still ongoing. Well, and I just, I remember, like, that is, I don't think I've felt worse uh-huh. than, like, that moment. That like, that, that when you graduate college, because then, like, because you've, you've been in school for your whole life. Yeah, it was a hard, it was a hard time. Oh, my God. It was God. a hard time. Yeah. And, 
And I remember, just I remember how comforting that, that like I really loved doing that with you. Yeah, like, I, me too. I mean, that was, like it, it was, I just have such a nice memory of that. And, like, I, I think we talked about a lot of things very openly. Yeah. And um, fears kind and of reaffirmed our friendship. And, yeah. And it was really, like, f- it was such a fantastic thing to do with you yeah uh, thank you man yeah, yeah it, w- it really was and i'm and really I, glad uh, it's I, on the record yeah and i remember and i fondly recall it as a die bridge cross <laughs> i think that's such a great name yeah for as you may know i'm a, I'm a representative of uh this this huge foundation actually called the cozy zone foundation of course yeah and uh and they uh their their whole goal their their mission is to provide uh basically unlimited grants to uh collaborative or creative teams uh, to create a project. So mm-hmm. the idea is it, it could be a creative project or, you know, some sort of project, but it, it has to be like sort of done in partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both of us, you, both you and I have an opportunity to, con- to devise and pitch an idea. At this bakery, you and I talked about like creating this like living ribosome. That's right. Yeah. And so with like sort of 3D printed amino acids or like it was a very beautiful, like very beautiful project about like basically uh, empower, like cr- inviting participants to like be part of the like protein building process. Exactly. You know, we actually have a structure. People know what the ribosome looks like. Yeah. We have a map. And so I think, it. yeah. So I think, um, so that I think that realizing that, like in a large uh, and artful form, could be very inspiring to people. So, so let's. I mean, we have this idea, right, that mm-hmm. we've been sort of working on. So I think what's coming into my head is like some some like very stately museum lobby. So the ribosome is made of many proteins right. and RNA molecules. So right. I think what we would do is we would have those. Pr- we would have the individual proteins with their proper and RNA molecules, the individual parts of the ribosome. Sure, sure. Uh, in their actual structures. Yes. And then they would it would be modular. So the ribosome would, you could build the ribosome from those component parts. Does, uh, does one ribosome, they can make any protein? Yeah, that's right. Okay. There's the giant, like, DNA structure. Yes. That, like, needs to be unzipped in a particular place. That's right. And, like, how many, I mean, there's, like, are there limited amounts of protein? Are there, like, there's, like, a finite number of proteins? Oh, yeah. There's o- there's only, I mean, a few thousand or maybe a couple of tens of thousands of proteins, something like that. Okay, that's a lot. So, yeah. But there there is a finite number of uh, amino acids. Yes. Like, there's a very, yeah. like... So every protein is made of only 20 amino acids. Great. That's the... So yeah. that's very relaxing. So, right. like, clearly there, like, you, we, I think what we talked about is, like, having a bin of, like, these, like... That's right. So we'd, we'd have a bin of amino acids, uh-huh. right? And, yeah. And, like, they would be... Uh, d- you know, various shapes and colors, yeah. like made to resemble somewhat, but not perfectly yeah. their the their actual structure. Yeah. And then, you know, the w- and then the way it works is that the coding works is that each three nucleotide set, right? Yeah. A co- is called a codon, right? And that is the code for a specific uh, amino acid. Right. So you can read three nucleotides, then and then you know what amino acid that is. Yeah. So we'd have some sort of RNA molecule, right, with a specific code, or maybe we could have many RNA molecules. Yeah. And then the idea is that uh, they can be decoded. Right. So, so basically, you can learn the rules. Yep. And we would have a ribosome, a, a large. I'm thinking like, you know, person or multi-person size ribosome. Yeah. Probably. I mean, you would probably small room size. Yeah. Like, well, in in like a big lobby, right? That's so, right. And so, how many? Like, how you would. So, so the ribosome, somehow we would move the, the RNA through the ribosome. Yeah. And you would see when the three nucleotide, you know, when the codon is like in the decoding center mm-hmm. of the ribosome. Mm-hmm. And then you could see the code, like the three-letter code there. And then... It would probably visually trigger the amino acid that you would need. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then that amino acid would be fit together. Mm-hmm with the previous one yep. and inc- incorporated into the chain. And right. then you'd have this chain of amino acids coming out. There could be actors that do this, but then ultimately, like, kids, for example, yeah. could could actually, like, 
you know, use this ribosome, like they would learn how to use it. Yeah, yeah. So, it, yeah, it's sort of like a, like imagining like a, a theme park show or something like that, right? Where it's like, hey, like, oh, welcome to the saloon. Like, uh-oh, here comes the bet. Like, it's sort of like <laughs> this reoccurring thing. And yeah. then it's like, well, well we're going to need your help. And then, like, yeah. you know, they call up people. Or there's, like, a, a show, a performance mode, and, uh, uh, like, a interact like a yeah, sculptural yeah. mode or something like yeah. that what uh what, what what would we call this project Ooh, i don't know ribosphere mm. <laughs> I don't oh know. I don't, that doesn't that that's not that's not terrible ribo like the like ribosome ribosome i like, like ri- that i like ribosome welcome to the ribosome let me cozy zone let's do that yeah actually that's the ribosome i like that a lot great yeah, step into the ribosome <laughs> great perfect perfect yeah i'm very grateful to to have known you for so long and to like be feel very much like a part of your family and your extended family. I just want to say on the record, I'm very grateful to, to being a part of your life. Well, thank you, Ben. That's very like meaningful. I feel the same way. It's been like, you've been such a a great friend and, and such a nice part of my life as well. Thank you. And it was a pleasure to do this. Yeah. This was awesome. Traditionally we end with like some sort of like musical sound. Oh okay. Trust. <laughs> Daniel, thank you so much. Thank you, Ben. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you right after this. Yes. Thank you for listening to Cozy Zone with Ben Weber. Episode 55, Daniel Goldman at Colectivo Lakefront. Definitely snuggle up to our Cozy Zone internet presence. Follow me on Instagram at Ben Weber Projects. Follow me on Twitter at Cozy Zones. And find all the Cozy Zones at www.benweberprojects.com. Subscribe to Cozy Zone with Ben Weber on iTunes, Stitcher, and all of your favorite podcatchers. Special Cozy Zone thanks to our guest, Daniel Goldman, theme song maker, Danny Townsend, Nicolette Dixon, Emmett Findlay, Tim Manley, Tina Horn, Katie Diamond, Billy Schultz, Courtney Body, Brett Oresco, Joseph Capper, and Cozy Zone daddy, Rami Eletrabee. It is a pleasure getting cozy with you. See you next time.